Welcome. It is time for the Hot Take Podcast. You're now listening to the Hot Take Podcast with Stephen Blake, your source for everything fantasy football. Mock draft on the Hot Take Podcast. Like episode 35. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni of Fantrax HQ and Blake Sullivan of Roto Ball. Offseason right before the draft, so we're really trying to get in for the Dynasty listeners. Um, How are we feeling tonight, Blake? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better from last week and finally getting over this cold, so maybe I don't sound so annoying this week, but uh, we'll find out by the end of the, the show how annoying I'm sounding. But yeah, it's really cool to finally be able to do some Dynasty stuff because last season we got started a little bit late. Everything was redraft focused, uh, so now we're kind of bringing a different side to the show, and I really like that. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we have to accommodate to all the listeners, and you know what better person to have on the show than Ryan McDowell of DLF and Fantasy Command Center. What's going on, Ryan? Not much, guys. Glad to be here with you. Excited to talk some Dynasty tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into uh, a mock draft, and we'll definitely get in-depth into our picks talk about the landscape of the draft board. And then, of course, we're going to post, you know, the results of the draft afterwards. So it's me, Blake, and Ryan participating in a – are we doing a 10-man draft, Blake? Yep, 10-man, no kicker, of course, half-point PPR, one quarterback, two flags. Yeah, we're not incorporating any rookies just to, you know – yeah, just we want to it's maximize. Pre-draft. It's a little bit early to have. Yeah, that. exactly. We want to maximize the value of the the rookies once they actually land on a team, um, and I think that'll just make a lot of sense. So after the draft, we're going to do another one of these for sure. Um, but let's open up with some big news. Jordan Howard traded to the Eagles, and you know the Eagles were a team that definitely needed a running back. And once the rumors of Jordan Howard were on the the sleeper sphere. I think that the Eagles were a team that everyone linked him to. So trade it to the Eagles for a sixth round pick. Blake, start us off here, man. What's your initial th- what's your initial thoughts on this trade? Yeah, we talked about this with Nate Hamilton a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about maybe the Raiders, maybe the Eagles. Those were two teams that we liked. And I think this is a great trade for the Eagles. Obviously, you're not going to get that kind of value with a, a sixth round pick. And they're probably not going to keep him on their team for a long time in his career. It's probably just going to be for this one year. He's owed $2 million, so still relatively cheap. Um, But I don't think the Bears wanted to hang on to him. They weren't going to get anything in return for him. And they were going to have to start talking about contract extensions. And he was probably going to want to do that this season. So, you know, I think it's a good good time for them to move on from him. Even though I like the guy, I think it's a good move. Um... I really think it's going to help the Eagles out a lot. And he brought up Carson Wentz earlier when you were talking, Stephen. I think it's really going to help him. Yeah, no, I, I really think that Carson Wentz is going to be, you know, kind of like a post-hype sleeper where he's a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, this only helps him having a, a solid running game where, you know, you really have to ex- respect the, uh, the up-the-middle run game. Uh, it's, it only helps the quarterback. Um, so, Ryan, what, what are your thoughts on this trade? Uh, you brought up a really interesting point off air about dynasty owners and what they can learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love this trade. I think it makes sense for both teams. Uh, as you mentioned, the Bears kind of get out of Howard uh, before they have to think about a second contract. They didn't pay much for him in, uh, in the draft a couple years ago and, and essentially recoup that pick that they spent for him at that point. And the Eagles had an obvious need there. They had 
they had tried so many guys and um, I think dynasty owners were still hanging on to guys like Corey Clement and Josh Adams and, and Wendell Smallwood and, and none of those, none of those were really the answer. So uh, Howard, Howard's going to gain some dynasty value out of this. The bears are clearly going to uh, draft someone in this upcoming NFL draft and, and probably someone pretty similar to, uh, to Jordan Howard. I know my guy at Kentucky, Benny Snell, has been compared to Howard. He's probably going to be a mid-day three pick, a fifth or sixth rounder. They might end up using that same pick they got. Um, no, actually, I think it's a 2020 pick. But anyway, they might, is, they might, yeah. use, a, might use a late uh, a late pick on a guy like Snell or someone else who is going to give them similar production to, to what Jordan Howard had. Uh, but, yeah, my point as far as, as – dynasty owners are concerned what the bears just did is exactly what we should do um, outside of your elite running backs guys like saquon barkley and ezekiel elliott we should be recycling these running backs don't pay much for them use them for a year or two get out while they still have some value if you can get a, a second round pick or something like that for a guy like howard you should do that in general and then you just play that game all over again yeah, you bring up uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and it's kind of like what we saw the Cowboys do a few years ago. Uh, DeMarco Murray, coming off of an 1,800-yard season, uh, looked dominant behind this offensive line, behind the Cowboys' offensive line. And what did they do? They let him walk, and they actually ended up paying Des Bryant instead. And then, of course, they drafted Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, I think that was a controversial move, but it ended up being the right move. And speaking of right moves – the Chicago Bears are doing a lot of that as of recently. This team is ascending, and it still continues to show class in the organization and, you know, just the will to make your team better. Um, you know, building the defense and then building for your quarterback, they have to draft a running back. And I like the comp of Benny Snell. What about Elijah Holyfield? Any, any, is he kind of uh, on the radar, you think, for the Bears? Man, those those forty times just uh, yeah. just really really hurt him, and uh, that's yeah. that's certainly not the end all be all when it comes to to prospects. But I mean, his were so bad. If you look at the the other running backs who have run times in that range over the past uh, ten or fifteen years, there's basically no productive NFL running backs, and and most of the most people or most of the backs in that. Uh, in that range with that time, don't even make it in the league. So, what was I, his like a four nine? His best one? I think four seven eight, four seven okay. six, something like that. But, okay. Um, I think there's a real chance he does not get drafted at all. Wow. The, the good news is you've got Tariq Cohen, so by law of average, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the accumulative forty time for the team is still okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, let's get into this dynasty draft, Blake. Um, I think you have the highest pick here. You're you're the one three, right? Yeah. So I'll be drafting in the three spot. We've got Ryan in the six spot, and Steve's at the nine. That spaces us out a little bit. And uh, here we go. Let's get it underway. All right. So obviously the first pick's going to be Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, this is kind of interesting to me. I want to get your take on this, Ryan. Saquon is definitely the most talented. He's the young guy. Everybody wants him. I think I would still draft him in this spot. But from a dynasty's perspective, when you've got Eli Manning coming out of the end of his career, they trade OBJ. 
Uh, are you a little bit scared taking Saquon with your first pick? Uh, it, it definitely doesn't make you feel good uh, as far as the some of the decisions the Giants have made this offseason. But uh, I think when you factor in age, what we saw last year in, in pretty similar conditions uh, as far as the team makeup, I just – I don't think – I don't think you can go any other direction, honestly. Right. I agree with you. I was just kind of curious because that is one kind of concern that started creeping into my mind. But I think at the end of the day, you just can't overthink it. Um, so I'm up at the three spot. I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, seeing him being able to get into the receiving game this year kind of gave me the uh, next level of respect for Ezekiel Elliott. Always seen him really good on the ground. And then when he added that into his game, I expect a lot of big things to come, and especially now with having Amari Cooper on that team, that's just another weapon that allows Ezekiel Elliott to find some more space when he gets past that line of scrimmage. Yeah, 95 targets for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, what's not to love about Zeke, man? I mean, he is um, a three-down back by every stretch of the imagination. Um, and, you know, to your point, Blake, about uh, Saquon, I think that the fact that we know that Eli is gone sooner than later, that's great for Barkley. So, I mean, you can feel good knowing at least it's not Eli Manning for too much longer. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. And then, of course, what makes him the quintessential 101 is, is the unbelievable talent is, you know, the 91 receptions, you know, the 1,300 yards in, in his rookie year. So, yeah, I, I actually think that's a positive with Eli Manning being on his way out. Um, so off the board after Zeke is OBJ at 104, then Christian McCaffrey at the 105. We've got Ryan at the 106. Yeah, it was it was going to be Christian McCaffrey for me at six if he fell. I didn't didn't think there was much chance of that. So I'm going to stick at the running back position and take Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah. It is definitely a, a close call between Kamara and uh, specifically Todd Gurley. I think we all know the, the story with Gurley and the knee situation. We're just just not sure of how bad that is, how much of an impact it's going to make, uh, both short-term and long-term. So for me, it's it's close enough between those two that, that I'm going to play it safe and go with Kamara. No Mark Ingram now in New Orleans either. So that's uh, positive for Alvin Kamara in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Monte Adams off the board at the 107. That was going to be my guy. Uh, then Michael Thomas, 108. So the, the sleeper bots are kind of they're, – they're on the pulse. Everyone's kind of letting Todd Gurley slip where he was like a top three pick easily last year. I'm going to go Todd Gurley. I can't really pass him up here. Um, if, he fall, if he fell to me at the 109 in the real draft, I would take him. So I'm going Todd Gurley. Melvin Gordon off the board, Joe Mixon. So a little run of, uh, of running backs there. It's back to me at the 202. And it's between – it's receiver here for me. It's between Mike Evans, Juju, and Julio. Um, so, Blake, I would just toss it up to you. Between the three, who would you get? Oh, if you're letting me pick for you. Um... <laughs> You know, this is this is kind of tough, but I, I think I'd probably lean with Juju here. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, no Antonio Brown, so he's still going to be the guy. And I like Mike Evans, but I'm just a little bit nervous with that offense. I just I just feel like they're going to find a way to screw something up. But 
I don't think you can go wrong with any of these three. Now, of course, it, Tyreek Hill would be in the conversation, but I, I, I'm too risky this early. I'm scared to get him right now. I don't. I think yeah. there's a chance he doesn't play ever again. Um, so Ryan, drafts, he's going to fall here too. Exactly. So Ryan, I'll toss it up to you. Uh, between those three, Juju, Julio, and Mike Evans, who would you take? Oh, Juju's my guy for sure. He's yep. he's my wide receiver too overall in Dynasty. Uh, so I, I would take him probably as early as the the middle of the first. Um, like for me, I, I took Kamara there at six. Juju probably would have been my my next pick after that. Yeah, uh, you know, in in all of my dynasty startups, Juju is a guy I'm targeting. It seems like I can get him comfortably if I'm at the back of the first round. I don't have to necessarily worry about someone grabbing him, um, you know, if I'm at like the 10th pick. Um, and then even if I'm at an early second round pick, you know, it seems like he's just in a good place to be drafted, like at like the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round. So I love that pick there. Mike Evans follows him and then Julio Jones right after. So we were kind of on the same page. Um, so Ryan, it's back to you. Yeah, I think one of the most important parts of preparing for a dynasty startup draft is recognizing the tiers. Uh, I feel like we've hit one um, that I don't really love any of the players in this spot. So ideally I would have kind of pro projected that as we got close and, and either been able to trade up for, for a guy like Juju or Evans or just trade back and, and, and acquire some extra picks. Not going to do that here though. So I'll, I'll make a pick. With the half PPR scoring, uh, favors running backs a little bit more. So I'm going to go with Nick Chubb love here it. the second round. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and uh, he was a little bit lower based on, like, this ADP. But I think that's a great grab right there. Um, I, I think I even got him in the first round, late first round, before Kareem Hunt was signed um, in an early dynasty draft that I did. So, I mean, Nick Chubb, you got to love the age. you got to love what you saw last year. Uh, and he still is the RB1 for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so then Tyree Kill goes at the at the 2.6. 2.7 is Dalvin Cook. That brings it to me at the 2.8. I'm going to double down on running backs here. I'm going to take David Johnson. Wow. Uh, I'm holding out hope that they get Kyler Murray. I think that could help out David Johnson a lot this year. Last year, he kind of struggled as the offense struggled. I uh, had high hopes for him last year, too. It, didn't just, it just didn't pan out. Wasn't a terrible year, but David Johnson's still a pretty young guy, and he doesn't have that many miles on him. So that's why I'm going to go with him over other guys here, like uh, Olavion Bell. So then Amari Cooper goes. Uh, we got four wide receivers going here: Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, and Antonio Brown. And then it brings it back to me. Um, something that's going to be kind of weird here, but I know I'm not. He's not going to come back to me with the amount of picks in between me. So I'm going to go ahead and reach just a little bit for my guy, George Kittle. Wow. I want to be owning him in every dynasty format I can. Uh, that offense is going to be a lot better this year, I think. And you look at the season Kittle had last year, he puts up wide receiver numbers, and it's going to be between him and Travis Kelsey as the best tight ends, in my opinion. Especially with Gronk now, too, gone now, too. That's another – one fewer guy that you can get from the tight end position. So I'm going to go ahead and reach a little bit for a tight end here in the early third. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen him over Travis Kelsey. I love that pick. Um, I think the last one we did, uh, you grabbed Kittle as well, right? 
Yeah, I did. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a little bit concerning with the running back situation obviously changing. And if something does happen to Tyree Kill, it's going to be a lot easier for teams to double, double team on Kelsey. And that concerns me a little bit. Yeah, that's a good call. Le'Veon Bell off the board at 304. Uh, I think that's where you're going to see him in most of these dynasty startups mid-third round. Brandon Cooks is the first name on here that I'm just kind of like perplexed about. At the 305, um, there's still a lot of names that I would get over him. Um, but that's maybe my feelings towards uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Ryan, you're at the 306. All right. Um, I think I've got two running backs here. Typically, I, I build my team around the wide receiver position. So this, this feels a little bit out of place. But um, that's, that's how dynasty drafts go sometimes. Uh, there's, there's some surprises. Uh, even with no wide receivers yet on my team, I don't love any of the options. So I'm, I'm not going to reach just to fill that position. I am going to take uh, the guy you were just talking about, Travis Kelsey, fill that tight end spot. And I don't have to worry about that for several rounds now. Love that pick. I love drafting Tra- Travis Kelsey in dynasty drafts. Um, I think there's always a good value for him if he ends up in the third round. Um, George Kittle is right there on the round that same tier. Of course, when you got somebody like Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball, you have to feel really good about it, um, especially in dynasty formats, because you know it's going to be for a very long time. Um, And Travis Kelsey is the most sure receiver that we know about right now in Kansas City. Uh, James Conner off the board after that. I am going to go with Sony Michelle. I love drafting Sony Michelle and dynasty startups Um, at the end of the third round, I think is great value for him. Um, Obviously we saw him, the mass production that we saw from him last year. And we know that, you know, especially in Tom Brady's final years, they have to run the ball. Now we know Gronk's not there. Um, They've always been an effective running team in new England. That's not going to change overnight. Sony Michelle is going to be good for the foreseeable future. Um, I really like that pick. Kenny Galladay, A.J. Green off the board. I am looking at solidifying my tight end with Zach Ertz. I could also grab Carrion Johnson. Um, Leonard Fournette is still on the board. T.Y. Hilton. So there's a lot of good names that I would feel good about. Everyone I just named, I'd be all right with. Um, so I am just going to solidify that tight end and just kind of follow suit here with you guys. I'm going to grab Zach Ertz like we talked about Carson Wentz earlier and that whole entire Philadelphia Eagles offense, especially for 2019, I feel really good about it. So Zach Ertz. I I love that pick because when you identify tiers at, at specific positions, you can wait. And, and, and in this position, that's what you did. You let Kittle go off the board. You let Kelsey go off the board. You still get the third guy in that, in that top tier. And, and there's not much of a drop off there. So, um, I, I really like, really like that play. Um, I think that puts me up on the uh, up. To yep. Pick. Yep. You uh, you're up, and Robert Woods, another Rams wide receiver, and then Carryon Johnson at the 404. I think that's a great pick. Um, before you get into your pick, would you have considered Carryon at this at this pick? Yeah, I definitely would have. Um, again, still no wide receivers for me, but right. I, I, I typically am just going to really fill my roster and, and do my entire startup draft with kind of a best player available mentality. And, and if that ends up with uh, being 
eight running backs and three wide receivers, then, then that's okay. And I can, I can figure that out later as long as uh, I feel good about the players I've drafted. Speaking of that, I don't feel great about any of these guys, unfortunately. <laughs> um, still don't like those wide receiver options. Right. I, I think I'm going to stick at the running back a, a little bit of a risk here, but I'm going to go with Darius Geis. Wow. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So some, some clear risk with his injury last year and uh, just uh, basically not knowing what we're, what we're getting from him, but I believe in the talent um, and, and he's certainly going to have, uh, he's, he's going to be essentially that entire offense. So uh, I think guys in, in the fourth is a pretty good value. Definitely. No, it's interesting. Every time I see uh, you post on Twitter, it's always about a wide receiver. So I, I like this wide receiver list team. I want to see what you do with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. <laughs> Blake, it's up to you at the 408. Yeah, so Adam Thielen and Aaron Jones go right there after Ryan. Uh, both of those guys I was considering, but I'm in the same boat. I need some wide receivers. Uh, I kind of agree with you, Ryan, though. In, in Dynasty, you don't have to freak out about not having a certain position. As long as you're getting the good players on the board, don't reach if you don't have to. The nice thing with Dynasty is it goes all year long. So during the summer, you can be trading guys to, to fill those needs if you're doing a startup. Um, you know, and you're not going to go the whole year without getting a trade offer or without making trade offers. So a lot of people worry about age a lot too. It's definitely important, but you're not going to spend seasons upon seasons with the same player. Most likely you're going to be moving them at some point. So I try not to let those things make too much of a difference in my drafting. So that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take T.Y. Hilton here with this pick. Got to get a wide receiver, and he's by far the best one left on the board. Um, Love that pick. Yeah, and you're in the same boat as Ryan. You did not have a receiver. You went running back, running back, which two great picks with Zeke and David Johnson. Uh, then George Kittle, of course, solidifying tight end. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton. So, yeah, when you looked at best player available, that was it. Uh, and then you know you're attached to Andrew Luck. Yeah, so then uh, – yeah, so Andrew Luck goes two picks after T.Y. Hilton, and then Philip Lindsay and Baker Mayfield go. I was really debating taking Baker Mayfield with my next pick, but he didn't come back to me. I don't really like taking quarterbacks this early, but, you know, Baker's kind of an exception, and maybe it's part, part because I'm a fanboy. But uh, <laughs> So I won't have to take him, but I'm going to take Calvin Ridley. I talked him up all year last year. He's got a wow. great future ahead of him. Uh, and I think he's going to be – somebody that's going to play very solid and consistently. There was guys like DJ Moore, Marlon Mack, uh, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. I like all those guys, but I'm just not sure that they're going to be consistent every year. True. I mean, that is, that's a controversial pick. That's, a, that's an awesome pick because there is a run on QBs right in the midst of this pick. Um, and, you know, I like that you doubled up with the receiver. I think that Ridley's going to be great. Um, there's definitely a lot of names on the board I would consider over Ridley, but you know that, you know if that's your guy, then you got to grab him. Um, Deshaun Watson, right after that, Leonard Fournette um, at the 505. This is right around where I'm like, okay, Leonard Fournette needs to be picked. Even in the fourth round, I'm considering Le Leonard Fournette. I still think that that value is fine based on you know what you might or might not get out of him. Um, even if you don't get what you think you're going to get out of Leonard Fournette for the foreseeable future in the fourth round. I think it's okay because you're taking that risk on 
you know, the immense talent that we know is there. Um, Ryan, you're up at the 506. Yeah, I finally have to do it. I'm, I'm going to take a wide receiver. There is one I like here at this value in the fifth round. I'm going to take Cooper Cup. Uh, just just super productive when he's on the field. Uh, that injury last year, of course, hurt his value a little bit, which is uh, only good news for dynasty owners, honestly. He, he was a guy who was already undervalued in relation to his weekly production, uh, and, and that injury kind of made it even worse. So he's a guy I would be, I would be buying in dynasty leagues uh, for sure. I love it. And, you know, I kind of look at the Rams wide receivers as like a tier of their own. And I, yeah. I would rather draft the last one in that, that tier. Um, so you've kind of did that there with Cooper Cup. And, you know, what it, you're not going to see in the stat sheet is that Jared Goff loves Cooper Cup. And, you know, you saw it with the, t- the amount of times that he was getting targeted in the, in the red zone. I don't think that's going to change. And at least coming off an ACL, Cooper Cup's not a burner. You know, he works in the red zone and he works in the slot. That's an an advantage with someone who's coming off ACL. They don't have to rely on that speed. Uh, DJ Moore off the board, Allen Robinson off the board. I love Allen Robinson at this pick. I probably would have grabbed him. Um, But I'm kind of happy because this kind of forces my hand to get my guy, Chris Godwin. Uh, I'm getting him at the 509, which – Look, <laughs> last year, I probably would have said that's going to be too high. Um, I think I'm buying or drinking the Kool-Aid right now. Everyone's hearing the reports, you know, 100 catches. He's going to be used in the slot. I'm buying it. I'm buying the Bruce Arians offense right now, and I'm buying Jameis Winston's ability to just throw the ball in volume. Um, so Chris Godwin for me there. Um, it's come back to me. At the 602, Marlon Mack, Jarvis Landry off the board. Two guys I probably w- really wouldn't consider. 0.5 PPR, age considered. I want to go running back here. Um, Tariq Cohen stands out to me. Devontae Freeman is also available. Kareem Hunt, a lot of uncertainty there, obviously. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is going to be great this year. I think that I'm going to play with this. If you know, Now you guys kind of know. I would like Mark Ingram, but I'm going to play with this and see if he'll, he'll swing back to me. So I'm going to grab Tariq Cohen, especially with the news uh, of Jordan Howard just being traded. I think we understand that they're probably going to draft somebody, but right now Tariq Cohen's the RB1. Great pick with that PPR upside as well. Yep. Um, so Derrick Henry off the board. So another guy I was considering for sure, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's Derrick Henry. Um, and then Mike Williams at the pick so far. Uh, so Ryan it's back to you all right I, I was actually I can't believe I'm going to say this I was actually hoping Henry fell okay uh, to, to me in the in the sixth round not a guy that I've ever really been a fan of but um, I'm starting to buy in uh, of course we know what he did to end the season but then uh, also he's he's really been getting talked up quite a bit by that coaching staff we always have to be careful about that coach speak in the offseason but I'm, I'm kind of buying in, um, and, and I certainly don't trust their passing game. So, right. uh, he got sniped away from me, though. Um, this is kind of in these – in this range, sixth, seventh, eighth round, this is where I really start to kind of evaluate my team, look and, and think about uh, 
what my lineup might look like. It, it's kind of starting to come together. Obviously still need a wide receiver. I took Cooper Cup as my first one last round. So I'm, I'm looking for that and go with Dante Pettis. Uh, maybe if I can find him. He's, he's way down the board. Yeah, Dante Pettis, that's your guy, Steve. Yeah, I love me some Dante Pettis, uh, most definitely. Uh, that's a great pick. And Ooh, wow, <laughs> this, this puts me in a tough spot, man. Rashad Penny and Devontae Freeman go. Three guys I'm really high on are all sitting here. Aaron Rodgers, who I don't have a quarterback yet, while four other teams do. Kareem Hunt and Tevin Coleman are both sitting there. And you got to think that some of these guys aren't going to make it back to me. So, you know, we know what we're getting with Tevin Coleman. We've talked about that. He's going to be an RB2. I really think Kareem Hunt has that RB1 upside. And I really want to take Hunt, but I'm going to go ahead and take Aaron Rodgers since I know I'm going to be having him from week one. Wow. Mark Ingram off the board, Kareem Hunt, as you mentioned, Tevin Coleman, um, and then Will Fuller. So back to you, Blake. That really hurt, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it was the right move. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, we've talked about it before. I think he's going to come up huge at the end of the year. Um, and, you know, this is Dynasty too, so if you can get Kareem Hunt in the sixth, end of the sixth round like that and just ride the waivers for the first few weeks – if you really need to, uh, which I really wouldn't have needed to. I had DJ and Zeke. Um, but if somebody else is put in that position, I like it. And if you look at it like, you know, you could have maybe gotten Kareem or um, Kareem Hunt. Yes, you could have gotten Kareem Hunt at the 608. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would have been there at the 703. So you could have potentially. Yeah, pot- potentially. Potentially, I think. But I, I'm not sure, you know. I just wasn't yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so <laughs> your pick here. Yeah, so this is kind of tough. Um, there's some guys here I like. Nobody here that I love. Sammy Watkins is there. Uh, Jordan Howard would be a good pick now. James White is there. This is going to be kind of another reach, but I'm going to go with Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Expect him to have a big year too. And, you know, Tevin Coleman might eat into that role a little bit, but coming back from injury, I think that might be a good thing to – Lighten his workload a little bit. And since this is Dynasty, I'm going to be fine with that. Oh, Evan Ingram off the board. And, you know, that's one for me that I probably would have been sitting here in the seventh round hoping he fell to me if I didn't take Zach Ertz early on. Um, So I'm really glad that I didn't. All right. So, Ryan, it's your pick. Uh, Who are you getting up to 706? I'm, I'm going to continue the wide receiver theme and, and maybe honestly continue the, the reach theme. I took Pettis uh, last round, uh, and I'm, this time I'm going to go with another sophomore wide receiver, Christian Kirk. Um, kind of like you said earlier with that David Johnson pick, I think when Kyler Murray is, is added to this team and it's going to be an entirely new offense, obviously new quarterback, if, if we believe all those reports. So I, I think that's only going to be good news for Christian Kirk. Yeah, and then Damian Williams off the board at the 707. That was going to be my guy. Uh, and Joku at the 708. Perusing the quarterbacks here, just to kind of get an idea of what's going on there. Still going to wait, per usual. I'm liking the idea of Sammy Watkins and having some of that Kansas City offense. This is a tough one. This is this really separates the men from the boys. 
man, I'm just not seeing a lot of wide receivers I like, so I'm going to stay with the running back. And I'm going to stick with my boy Royce Freeman. Um, this is a guy who I really liked going into last year. I still think that he's going to be utilized, and I think he's in the perfect team to do it with, with the uh, Denver Broncos that want to run the ball. Of course, Philip Lindsay is a pro bowler, um, and he is considered the RB1 right now. But I like having Royce Freeman as kind of like a stash at this point in the draft. Russell Wilson off the board, another quarterback. Hunter, Hunter Henry, uh, great pick at the tight end. I think Hunter Henry is a great pick in dynasty drafts. People have forgotten all about him. Um, so if you miss out on tight end early, which is fine, Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry are great picks. You know, I, I think if you don't want to draft that top tier, those are the two guys. And I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins here. Um, he could actually easily be the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. So I'm going Sammy Watkins at the 802. Carson Wentz follows, and then Tyler Lockett, and we're back to Ryan at the 805. Okay, guys, I was, I was down to two different receivers. Lockett was one of them, so that makes my, my choice pretty easy. I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd. I actually almost took Boyd over Dante Pettis a couple rounds ago. Wow. Uh, and that's, that's one of my favorite things that happens in, in dynasty drafts when you are, are deciding between a couple players and you end up getting them both. There you go. Yes, that brings me up. Uh, Jared Goff goes off the board at 8.6, and then Alshon Jeffrey at 8.7. My pick's going to be pretty easy here. I'm taking Jordan Howard. We just, we've been talking about it all night. And I only have two receivers, so I really wanted to take a wide receiver here instead of a running back. But we've got two flex spots on this roster, so I've got no problem rostering four running backs. And I think Jordan Howard's going to have a huge year, and getting him in the end of the eighth round, uh, pretty good value as well. Love it. Love that pick. So then uh, Kenyon Drake and Chris Carson follow, then Doug Baldwin and James White, and it's back to me. So now I'm definitely going to be looking receiver. I've got a couple guys here, Anthony Miller, Robbie Anderson. Sterling Shepard's kind of an interesting one here. Uh, you know, him and Golden Tate are going to be the guys, the go-to guys there. New York, do I reach or not? Reach. <laughs> you know, I've got a pretty, pretty good core of young guys, so I'm going to go ahead and reach a little bit, and I'm going to get Julian Edelman. I think he'll still be there later, but – I'm going to get a guy that's a solid player on that team. He's going to get lots of looks and should put up pretty good points every week. So I like adding a little bit of that stability to my team for right now. T.Y. Hilton obviously has a lot of injury concerns every year, so adding somebody like that's important to me. You know, Matt Burita is off the board. Robbie Anderson, uh, Robbie Anderson, that Matt Burita, right after your Julian Edelman pick. I like Matt Burita. Um, I think that, you know, I personally think it's going to be Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman, but man, Matt Burita isn't just going to go away. I'd be very surprised if he does. So I really like Matt Burita. You know, if we're talking about the Rams receivers in that sort of tier, waiting on Matt Burita is a great strategy. And then Ryan, it's up to you. I feel like a broken record here. I'm just going to keep hammering these, these wide receivers. I, I like the players I've taken, obviously, but there's some some risk with Pettis and risk with uh, Christian Kirk, especially as relatively unproven guys. So I'm, I'm going to take kind of a, a volume approach and just 
get a whole bunch of these guys and hope two or three of them hit and turn into something. I am going to take uh, James Washington next, the Love Steelers it. second, uh, second year wide receiver. Um, and of course they're, they're probably going to draft someone. I can't imagine they're just going to go into the 2019 season with Juju and James Washington as their, as their main two. So they've got to draft someone. It's obviously a deep wide receiver class. Um, but even if we assume they draft a, a rookie, I still like Washington. It's a great pick. It's, it's, uh, that's definitely someone I would consider at this point, even with Juju Smith-Schuster on my team, uh, that's going to be an awesome pick. I mean, you know, he's the outside guy now for Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to get a lot of opportunity in this offense for the foreseeable future. Um, so a great pick at the 906. Um, guys, how are you feeling about going 11 rounds? Let's do it. Let's, let's go into 11 rounds. Um, so it's at my pick. Anthony Miller is off the board here. Um, some defenses are going off the board. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> 909 for me. Um, there's definitely a couple guys I'm considering. Um, like I said, I would definitely be considering some of these rookies um, at this point. Certainly looking at somebody like a Kenny Stills, who I think is going to get a lot of opportunity. Then, of course, there's uh, Michael Gallup. Sterling Shepard is someone who I really like as a player. Opportunity is very obvious right now with Odell Beckham gone. So I'm going to grab Sterling Shepard. Um, I like the age mixed in with the production in his first few years in the league. Um, and then the opportunity, of course. Um, so Lamar Miller after that, Ronald Jones. Naheem Hines sticks out. I think he's somebody to consider in dynasty drafts. Latavius Murray is actually an interesting pick, um, considering that he has the Mark Ingram role now in New Orleans. Um, so there's a lot of guys here that I'm interested in. So I'm yeah, actually – Sean McCoy is a, fair, a fairly good value, but uh, you got to figure that his – He's in the end of his career now, so that's a little yeah. bit worrisome too. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go Latavius Murray. Um, I really like the role that he's found himself in now. And uh, he's, not, he's not very old. He can do a little bit of everything, and he has a clear role on a very good offense. So I'm going Latavius Murray here. So John Brown follows that, 10 uh, Trey Burton right after that, 10 And then, Ryan, it's your pick at the 10 All right, I think this is – one of those best player available kind of picks. Uh, I've already got a, a tight end that I'm pretty happy with in um, Travis Kelsey, but there's a couple tight ends still available. I think they are at least um, that I like. I'm going to go with OJ Howard here in great the pick. 10th round. Great pick. That's Ooh. a great value pick. I thought you were going to take uh, Eric Ebron, and when you didn't, I got really excited because I was going to double down on tight ends, and then the computer took them right before me. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was going to love having Kittle and Ebron. That's like adding two big wide receivers to your team. Yeah. Uh, so I did, I did notice that rookies are on here. I kind of want to be a rebel and take Kyler Murray, but I'm not going to. Well, you can't, Blake. You <laughs> I know. We agreed on it. I know. Um. I, I think this is definitely, like you said, Ryan, one of those spots where you just want to take the best player available. And I don't necessarily 
know that this is the best player available. I think uh, Golden Tate might be considered that right now, but I'm going to draft Kiki Cootie. Uh, really liked what I saw last year, but definitely the injury bug got in, uh, in the way a little bit. And th- there's definitely some other factors in that offense that I think is why he's so low here. But young guy with a lot of talent, I'm going to go ahead and take him in the 10th round. Okay, I love it. Yeah, I mean, the injury concern is obviously the only worry um, because everything else is pretty crystal clear. If he can stay healthy, that's a great pick. Okay, so then Naheem Hines goes off the board, Cam Newton, Golden Tate goes off, like I mentioned, uh, and then Michael Gallup, and it's back to me. I think if I were in a real league, I might actually consider taking that Bears defense. I really like what they've done building to that team. Uh, and they look committed to the future. And they're so they're a team that really carried me last year in my fantasy league, putting up 20 points a weekend. I would actually consider them in this spot, but I'm not going to right here uh, just for the draft purposes. I'm not going to draft a defense. Uh, but since I do have so many pieces in that San Francisco offense, I'm going to go ahead and get Jimmy G as my second quarterback. I'm going to be really happy with having Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing 11 rounds, you know, um, kind of makes sense to get a quarterback. But I think we can assume that eventually we would get a quarterback. Um, so Matt Ryan off the board and then a defense for some reason. Uh, Ryan, it's back to you at the 11.06. All right. I took the Buccaneer last time with O.J. Howard. I'm going to take another uh, Tampa Bay Buck. I'm going to get my quarterback and take Jameis Winston. Uh, always a player I've kind of believed in and uh, we know the interceptions are coming, but the, the, the touchdowns and, and just the crazy deep balls are, are, are coming with those. And in this Bruce Arians offense, I'm, I'm uh, have a lot of, uh, a lot of hope for Winston. That would definitely be the quarterback that I would get uh, somebody I'm targeting pretty much everywhere in dynasty um, and redraft coming up because he's going to be, you know, around this 11th, 12th round. Um, and I think that he's going to return that value uh, that you get for him because he's going off the board at like the QB, like 15 or 16. But I think he has top 10 potential this year. Love that pick. It's pretty clear that, you know, with Bruce Arians coming in, if you think that he's going to give you five years, um, then you got to love Jameis Winston. Um, so I love that pick. I would go with him here but now that I'm looking at these quarterbacks I'm just going to let it slide again so I'm not going to draft a quarterback in this draft Um, looking at a running back here and I'm actually going to get Carlos Hyde and so this is kind of a similar thing that I did before you know I'm getting like I guess what we consider maybe a mediocre player he's not necessarily the number one running back but In this situation, I'm getting a player that I think is going to be utilized in an offense that is very, very good. Um, So at this point in the draft, I'm just kind of bolstering up my running back core where I'm immediately looking at this year um, where, you know, I got Royce Freeman already kind of looking ahead, Sony Michelle, Tariq Cohen, solid for years to come. These these are kind of guys who I know I can get a couple years out of. Um, So they paid Carlos Hyde to come in. I think they're going to utilize him. All right. Blake, why don't you read back your team and we'll, we'll go through our teams real quick. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So I started out with two running backs. I went Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, George Kittle, T.Y. Hilton, Calvin Ridley, Aaron Rodgers in the sixth. 
Jarek McKinnon, Jordan Howard, Julian Edelman, Kiki Kuti. And then I went with Jimmy Garoppolo, a second quarterback. I would have probably waited another round to get my second quarterback, if not two or three more rounds, especially with uh, rookies like Kyler Murray involved. Uh, but just since we were cutting the draft a little bit short, I wanted to get him on my team. And I drafted out of the three spot. I love that, though, getting Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, getting the QB1 for the foreseeable future on the Kyle Shanahan offense, um, you really can't get much better than that. So I love that pick, especially in Dynasty. Um, my team is Todd Gurley at the 109, so felt good about that. Juju, Sony Michelle, Zach Ertz, Chris Godwin, Tariq Cohen, Royce Freeman, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard, Latavius Murray, Murray and Carlos Hyde. Uh, Ryan, read back your team. Sure. I started with Alvin Kamara and then Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, Darius Geis, and then hammered the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup, Dante Pettis, Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, James Washington, finished up with O.J. Howard and Jameis Winston. Yeah, you know, so the way this draft turned out, how do you feel about it? I mean, I think you got a lot of value at wide receiver. Yeah, I actually really like this team. Uh, most of my leagues are, are 12 teamers. So this being uh, just 10 teams kind of uh, gives me a, l- a little more confidence maybe or something when I, when, I, when I look at this roster. I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, definitely. I think you got a lot of good value for trade as well with getting like two tight ends. Um, you kind of, you know, every time I get like two good tight ends on my team, I know, like at least in the back of my head, I have, I can make a good uh, piece. I can involve a good piece without losing too much if I offer that second tight end. Um, so Blake, how are you feeling about your team? You did a kind of a similar uh, strategy to Ryan with a zero, zero wide receiver. It felt a little bit strange at first, you know, I took a a tight end a little bit earlier than I normally would. And I took a quarterback a little bit earlier than I normally would, but I found good value at the end with Julian Edelman and Kiki Kuti to go along with T Y Hilton and Calvin Ridley. So I've got some young guys there that I really like their future. And I also got some veteran type players that uh, I know are going to be able to put up some consistent numbers. So my first year might, might be a little bit tight for me, um, but I'm really liking where my team will be for the next four to five years. Yeah, no, that's what's great about these dynasty startups. I mean, you know, it, it's the draft isn't going to be the end-all, be-all. There's going to be trade offers immediately after the draft that take place. Um, so you just, like, kind of like what Ryan has been reiterating, is you want to put yourself in the best position um, to have the best players available. Um, even if you're repeating at the same position or even if you're doing something you wouldn't necessarily would, good players at the end of the day uh, are going to make your – dynasty roster the best it can be so i think that's something that we can kind of take away here ryan i do appreciate you coming on the show man um where can the people find you on twitter and what do you have coming up for them in the off season yeah you can find me on twitter at ryan mc 23 and the off season oh man so busy uh a lot of of course draft content going on over at dynastyleaguefootball.com i've got a few different pods working dynasty blueprint among them And then we're doing a ton of work. We recently released our rookie draft guide at Dynasty Command Center. You can check that out. And we also have our premium Slack channel where Curtis Patrick and myself and and a few of our buddies are giving Dynasty advice uh, almost 24-7. It's pretty crazy over there, but it's a lot of fun. And we're building some championship rosters. 
Awesome. Hey, you do a great job with uh, all the fantasy follow lists, by the way. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, <clears throat> been lucky enough to get some votes on those, and especially with the DFS one that you just did. So uh, really appreciate you trying to give everybody a voice in the fantasy community. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun project. It was uh, probably a, a, I didn't know what I was uh, getting into when I started it, but uh, it, it ended up being a really – really positive experience for me and, and hopefully for others as well. And uh, just glad to continue that. No. Yeah. I saw, you know, some of the fantasy footballers following people based off of the threads that you were creating um, and bigger names that were just getting involved with, you know, some of the, you know, lower uh, tiered people, I guess you could say in, in uh, you know, as far as Twitter followers and just their brand in general. So no, bringing everyone together, uh, you know, is kind of what the fantasy community is all about. And uh, I think that's what, you know, we continue to try to do here on the hot take. So, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on Ryan um, on behalf of Blake and Ryan. My name is Steven Taroni. You can catch the hot take podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Uh, we are on rollerballer.com. We are on the FSPN.com and you can catch all of my content at ffstatistics.com. I'm going to be having a early Dynasty Stash article releasing here shortly. Uh, on behalf of Blake and Ryan, my name is Stephen Taroni. This has been the Hot Take Podcast.